Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 69 of the show. Glad to have you with us. 
That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. It's kind of crazy. We've done 68 of these, and we have another one in store for you today. And uh, you can hear us on a variety of platforms. Of course, you can hear us streaming live on The Contender every single week, especially on Tuesdays at noon is a primetime spot. You can hear us right after Bill Rowland. You can also stream the show on Spotify, on Apple, or whatever your preferred podcast platform is. And you can check out the video of the show as well on our YouTube channel. And we also will be announcing some other news to come as far as some other uh, sponsor opportunities and things like that that we've got going on. Um, we've got some exciting stuff in the works, but that'll probably stuff. be next week when we'll start talking about that and you'll hear a potential new advertiser Ooh. on the show. So we'll get into that another time, <laughs> but for now... Uh, Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring the show, as you heard the ad play before the episode. So uh, for those listening in podcast form. Right. That is Mike. I am Ben. I am not uh, feeling great here, Mike. I was telling you off air, I've been sick for a few days. What So what happens, especially having a young child, is they go to daycare. And so right. day, and daycare kind of functions as this big cesspool of disease because you've got all <laughs> these little kids and every and, and disease is going around, sickness is going around. So she brought home a cold that she's had since Tuesday. And then Thursday, I started getting a little... Uh, you know the little scratchy throat. The where, you know the the sw- you know it's bad when you, that thing happens where you're swallowing and it hurts. It hurts every time you swallow. Right. And that night, dude, was brutal. I think so I you got I, sandpaper in your. I throat. slept maybe two hours that night because oh. I couldn't sleep. Because when you're laying on your pillow, you're trying to go to sleep, and every time you swallow your spit, it's killing your throat. <laughs> and I didn't have any. Lo- I, I had like a couple lozenges on hands, but they weren't doing anything. Right. And I was just that night was the worst night for sure. Um, but now I find out I did have strep throat, apparently, according I, to the doctor. I, I, so. I do have something that could help that. Oh, yeah? So uh, it's like this all-natural spray thing. Yeah, it's throat th- spray stuff. It's called Thieves. Okay. I, I've got I've got some some sort of throat spray that I've been using. That, right. I mean, my throat is okay now. Now it's yeah. just a congestion. So now I'm all stuffed up. And it's, oh, great. It's just been a nightmare. It's a nightmare um, being sick. Yeah. And I haven't been. The funny thing is, since we were all inside last year, like I haven't been sick since like 2019. <laughs> you yeah, know? seriously, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the funny thing, especially being a teacher that you have all these kids. And I had one uh, funny story one time, uh, and I've told the story a million times. So people who are listening probably already have heard it. And you, sure. I might have already told you before. Uh, one time, I was literally talking to a, to a kid, and obviously, I'm a PE teacher, so I always have tons of kids running around and doing different things. Um, and you know, when we do our, we, we do stations sometimes and stuff like that. Um, and this particular day, we were doing stations, and this one kid is sitting there talking to me, and I like to joke around with them and stuff like that. So I sit there and have conversations pretty much the entire class. Right. And I'm sitting there talking to this one kid, and all of a sudden, someone taps me on the shoulder. And I look over to my right, and this 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 uh, kid just sits there and literally sneezes right in my face. Oh God! He was like, "I do," <laughs> and I was like, I, "I literally didn't know what to do." Like, I, I, my hands were up, like Ricky Bobby, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and I, I didn't scream at him, but I right. did say I did say that in a joking way. And then I was like, "All right," I told my co-teacher, "I said, can you hang back for just a second so I can go in the bathroom and wash my face with like salt water or something?" Like oh, it was I mean, so are, disgusting. And again, I have a kid now, so but I can. I still can say it is kids are just disgusting a lot of the oh, yeah. time, a lot of the time. And uh, so if you do hear me not sounding 100 percent today, that is why I've got the water. I've got tissues and things like that. But we'll power through <laughs> this this episode 
Um, it's a big show, so we have actually have a ton to get to. Uh, but I didn't want to mention, so I'm uh, you know speaking on the sick thing. So I got the the throat swab when you get the strep throat swab, and I All have right. a really really bad gag reflex. So oh, um, I tell the and I'm not going to go into like gross details, but when I tell <laughs> the, so I told the nurse this, I was like, "All right," because she was getting ready to swab, and I was like, "Hey." I'm just letting you know, I have a really bad gag reflex, so this is going to be difficult. Um, and so, like, I, I, like, open my mouth up, and I start, like, gagging, and she's like, I haven't even done anything yet. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I know, this is going to be bad. Um, so it literally took maybe 12 times for her to finally get oh. it. And it was so embarrassing. Now, keep in mind this. She was super, super nice. Thank God. Yeah, because if right. she if she had gave any sort of attitude, I would have probably walked out of the place so embarrassed. I would have been like, I can't even do this. And I would have just walked out. But luckily, she was like, hey, no problem. It's all good. But dude, it literally took maybe fi- close to 15 times for her to finally wow. get a swab that worked. And then they had to get another one later on because they were like, all right, now we have to send it away for the culture or whatever it is that they have to do. So they had to get two. And that was a different nurse. And this nurse, I, I, and then I had to re-explain again, like, hey, I know oh, I sound like I'm kind of kidding around, but no, I have a really bad gag reflex. This is going to be tough on all of us. So you don't do, like, the, the popsicle stick in the, in the mouth thing when oh, you're doing, like, a check-up or something? I can't do any of that, man. It's I not, th- it's brutal. I mean, the, even the dentist is tough for me. Oh, man. And I don't know, I don't know. It's just always been a thing. And I've, uh, like, when they do the x-rays at the dentist and they stick that giant thing in your mouth that you have oh, to bite yeah. down on. Dude, oh, I, I hate that, that one. I I I like have a panic attack almost every I, time. I feel like my teeth are gonna break on that piece of it's, plastic. The, thing. They call it like the bat wing or whatever. It's like that big giant plastic yeah. thing, and it goes so far back in your. In your How throat. you doing in there? Oh, oh, my, <laughs> my eyes are like crying every time I do it. It's so bad, but. Have I you had braces before. No, no, I was never braces. Uh, got, so you, so you teeth. never done the the uh, the imprints. No. You ever done, no. So oh, you would hate this. So some people out there probably already know this. For the imprints for braces, they have to put like this, uh, like it's like gum, like it's like gum, like like weird, like putty stuff, right. and they put it in this like gray thing. It's the worst, and they stick it in your mouth, and then they press down to get an imprint of your teeth, wow. and they have to leave it in there for like maybe two or three minutes, so it gets an imprint, and then they take it out, and then they're like, okay, go rinse, and it's like all this, it feels like clay oh, is all in your uh, mouth. Yeah, I would, dude, you I, would, I, you I, would I die. I would die. <laughs> I would die. It was just, it's just one of those things, man. I've never, never been good with. With any of that stuff, but yeah, they shout out to these these nurses though. They finally got the whatever they needed to get, but it was rough. As a little kid, man, my mom would bring a juice box and, and like a, a, a toy or like candy or something as like a prize for like surviving it. Now it's like right. I still would love a prize. Did you go to patient first or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, exactly. Uh, well, Abby should have got you like a McDonald's or something for. A well, prize. I think I got Chick Fil A breakfast after that for myself actually. Oh, so, yeah. I, I so I went over to the CVS and went over to the Chick Fil A, got myself. I go chicken hash brown scramble bowl. Um, and Ooh, I gotta I get, get the burrito. And I, I get the get buffalo the sauce. See, I'm, I'm not really a burrito guy, so I get the buffalo sauce and I pour it on there. And then I also get, of course, I get another thing. I get a chicken biscuit also because oh, if you're a Chick Fil A, you might as well get a chicken biscuit. Might as well. And then you get a large lemonade and call it a day. So no, I I took off work on Thursday last week. I was feeling so bad. So it's it's been rough. It's been rough. But you know what? It's all right because like. It could be so much worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. We live great lives. Hey, there was one time where I was uh, on the on this uh, medication uh, called Accutane for like yeah, you know, yeah, skin yeah. stuff and everything like that. I was on it for only six months because I think that's how long you're supposed to be on it. And you go in there every month to get your blood taken. This is yeah. a quick story. And at one time I went in there and it was like a new nurse. And apparently uh, she was taking my blood. And then another nurse came around, like I guess like a veteran nurse. And she was like, how much is he supposed to be taken out? And she was like, oh, it's, she read some number off. And I'm sitting there looking like a ghost. 
Right. I mean, because and, and, oh, and she was like, like uh, took you, all you, the blood. She, she said, you took four vials too much. And I'm sitting there like, oh like, a, like a zombie. God. I'm sitting there like a zombie. And all of a sudden she was like, oh, OK. And she took the crap out of me and stuff like that. What do they and do in sudden, that situation? Do they put the blood back in? Like, what do you I, don't, I don't know. Drink, <laughs> drinking the vials. I sat there and I was like, uh, I, I don't know what's happening right now. Oh my and and I literally was walking out. And my mom was with me. And uh, I think I was a junior in high school at that time. And I was walking out, and my mom was like, are you okay? I said, Mom, I, I think I might pass out. Yeah, no like, kidding. I, I, they I took said, like, I can't. half the blood said, in your body. It was like being drunk and like high on heroin or some random oh, drug. Felt like felt so at the same, weird. It was like yeah. I was like the world was just like tilting back and forth like you're on a teeter-totter, and I just couldn't walk straight. It's almost like, as if blood's kind of important. For, for our, yeah, kind our, our functioning in our life, a little bit. That little is bit. that is what you not what you don't want to hear at a doctor's office is another doctor or nurse coming in and being like, wait, 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 you did what to the other yeah. doctor or nurse? Like that's not a good sign. Uh, big pack show for you guys today. Um, we're going to be talking some Nats first half as they just finished up their game against the Giants today. As this is Sunday when we're recording this, um, so. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of where things stand in the first half, some of the uh, ratings and things like that, um, and uh, and we also have some snacks to review as well. We'll Indeed. talk a little home run derby, and then the usual, you know, forecast, final lap, money line, trivia, all the good stuff. But first, we got to do like we always do and hit up the rewind machine and talk a little bit about what happened this past week in DC sports. Starting with the Washington Wizards, not a ton to talk about here, but the Wizards did uh, or are going to be holding a pre-draft workout for six players on Monday. Uh, Richmond's guard Blake Francis, Florida guard Trey Mann, Russian forward Nikita Mikhailovsky, uh, nice, Tennessee nice. guard forward <laughs> Eves Pons, uh, you got Stanford forward Oscar Da Silva, and Coppin State guard forward Kobe Thomas. And also, just a quick note, Scott Brooks, recently hired as the Trailblazers' top assistant coach. Wizards still have not hired their head coach. One of their candidates that we talked about the other week is, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's going to be the, or the Magic head coach. It's not its not any of the top candidates that we thought, like Wes Unseld or something like that. So we'll see who the Wizards end up with. Uh, on the cap side of things, only note, TJ Oshie has been speculated as a possible crack and expansion draft pick. This was written about at NBC Sports. Uh, .com and, and some other places, so something to keep an eye on. And uh, with the Washington football team, just one note on that is we are going to be doing some preview podcasts soon, probably next week or the week after. We'll start going position group by position group and giving our thoughts uh, on the season preview. And then the Nats, two and five week for them. It started on Monday actually pretty well, beating San Diego seven to five. Trey Turner, Josh Bell both hit home runs on Tuesday. Nats lost to the Padres seven to four. Uh, tough loss there. Will Myers, a three-run tater. Uh, Fernando Tatis threw a cannon shot uh, to the plate and throws out uh, Starlin Castro. And on Wednesday, Nats beat the Pirates, uh, the Padres, sorry, 15-5. Soto three-run bomb. Corbin picks up his sixth win. Thursday, lost to the Padres. Back and forth series here. Uh, Sam Clay gives up the winning run in the ninth. Padres score seven runs in the fourth. And Mike, uh, this Giants series did not go well. (laughs) <laughs> it's very, very ugly. This is a series that we said, hey, going on the All-Star break, they have to do something uh, against the Giants, especially not winning three out of four like they should have uh, against the Padres. Uh, but the first game, they lost 5-3. to three. Clay gets the loss. On Saturday, they lost to the Giants 10-4. to four. Brandon Crawford homers. The Giants secure the best record in the MLB at the break. 
uh, which is kind of crazy with the two uh, teams that are in their division with the Dodgers and the Padres. And then today, as we record this, they lose to the Giants 3-1. to So, of course, we should have taken three out of four against the Padres, and then we just lost three straight to the Giants going on the All-Star break. So not a hot ending. All right, that was the Rewind. Give you a chance to... Find out a little bit about what happened in the past week in case you missed some of those games. I know being on the West Coast, there were plenty of games that I missed uh, over the week just because Very late. <laughs> I got a kid, so I, I, I don't stay up as late anymore because they have me up uh, pretty early. So now we're going to head up the crossover and get into a little baseball action. The Washington Nationals. We are talking Washington Nationals here. Uh, the Nats 42 and 47 on the season now with the loss today, uh, to San Diego, excuse me, to San Francisco. Um, and the Nats are fourth in the NL East right now in the division and the way the division is kind of lining up, uh, at this current state here as we, uh, are recording this on Sunday evening in the NL East, you have the Mets at 47 and 40 in first place. You have Philly at 44 and 44, three and a half games back Atlanta, 44 and 45. They're four games back and the Nats 42 and 47, six games back. And then Miami below them, the Nats have lost four in a row. Um, now the one note that it is not good, but it is something to note is that Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the best players on the Braves and one of the best players in baseball, is going to be out the rest of the season, um, which is, and again, we're not celebrating that news because uh, you don't want to celebrate when one of the most exciting players, I mean, it's the same thing as if, if we were Braves fans and Juan Soto got hurt. Um, you know, you don't celebrate that, but it's something important to note that, hey, maybe the Braves are going to fall back and suddenly this becomes uh, a two-team race with the Mets and the Phillies and the Nats are trying to get in the mix there. So uh, we do want to just touch briefly on some first-half grades for this Nats team as far as kind of where things stand currently in the first half. Um, Some of these stats here on MLB.com might not be fully up-to-date taking into accord today's game, but so just a little disclaimer there. But, Mike, I guess before we get into the great side of things, I I did want to talk about some guys that we have been impressed by and some guys that have kind of let us down in the first half. Um, I think right off the bat, a guy who I still don't love the fact that he's on this team, uh, but he's been a great, I'll say it, a great replacement guy and and been a guy that's been in this lineup a couple years in a row now is Starlin Castro uh, at third base where – Hey, look, is Starlin Castro the long-term solution for the Nats at third base? No, but the guy's batting 280. Um, he's played in, I think, every single game. Yeah, 87 games yep. um, on the season here. He's had to. <laughs> yeah, he's had to. 314 at-bats, 88 hits, 19 doubles, 3 bombs, 38 RBI. Uh, he struck out 62 times. He's walked 26 times. On base percentage, 331, slugging 369, OPS 701. Um, so he's just been kind of a dependable bat to have in the lineup. He's not going to hit five. Uh, I almost said five run home runs. That's when you can tell I'm on uh, medicine. Um, he's not hitting you know three run bombs every couple games or giving the Nats that pop in the lineup. But he's more a guy who just, hey, he's going to give you doubles every now and then. He's going to give you base knocks every now and then. He's going to go opposite right. field and just be a dependable over three seventy or over two seventy five bat in this lineup. I mean, he's batting two eighty, Mike. That's a pretty. He's been pretty good for this team. 
Yeah, and I'm looking at the stats. Actually, ESPN has them updated, which is a good thing. Uh, but looking at it right now, just like you mentioned, when we picked him up a couple years ago, he was more of like this utility guy because we had guys like Steve Lombardozzi years ago and Wilmer Defoe, who's now in the Pirates, and all these kind of guys that were not really great offensive prowess people. They were more so, okay, we'll throw him in there, uh, you know, for just, you know, a game or something like that to spell Trey or spell whoever it may be. Um, so when you're looking at it, I, I just think that Starling Castro is kind of like the glue guy because he is kind of that guy that, you know, he wears the chain and all this kind of stuff, and he has that cool batting stance where he has the open stance. And then and he's you know, been in the league for what feels like 35 years. Yeah, that's, right, that's right, exactly. And that's the funny thing is that he can go out there and play short. He can play third. He can play second. We talked about it actually last year that we thought Starlin Castro was going to be the uh, third base replacement for Anthony Rendon. Now, we're saying replacement, not saying like, oh, yeah, he's going to equal out his production, obviously, because Anthony Rendon's an all-star. Anthony Rendon was in the MVP. MVP voting uh, before. So it's like you're looking at it and saying, Starling Castro would cut, would possibly be that third base replacement, and we'll see what Carter Keeboom does. And obviously that's not you know panning out real well. Uh, but he's been a good staple with 87 games, like you mentioned. And I think the biggest thing for me, I always look at on-base percentage because it's kind of like the money ball situation. When you look at on-base percentage, I think everyone overlooks that because everyone looks at home runs and RBIs and, and uh, how many hits you got and all this kind of stupid stuff. Right. Because those are great stats, but when you look at it, on-base percentage is talking about everything about your offense. Okay, It's talking about how many walks you get. It's, it's factoring in your home runs, your triples, your doubles, your hits in general, everything. It's factoring in all the on-base percentage things that talk about offense. Now, you look at Juan Soto. He's more so that guy that people are going to walk more often than not. Right, and right. different things like 58 that. 58 walks on the season. I mean, that's a yeah, lot. <laughs> exactly. So you look at someone like Barry Bonds near the end of his career when everyone was walking him pretty much two or three times a game, I mean, that's a big thing. His, his on-base percentage is probably 900. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how many times that uh, you, you see someone like that get on. But when you see three, uh, 33%, basically, for Starling Castro, that's a one for three every single time that he gets up pretty much a game. Because you're probably going to average about three, three and a half at-bats for where he bats in the lineup, I would, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, you know, Trey is probably going to get, you know, four at-bats and different stuff like that. And Juan probably get four at-bats. But you look at Starling Castro and how many times he's getting up, probably about three at-bats. And, you know, if he gets on one of those three times, that's somebody on base that you can get around. Now, obviously, you would like to have someone go out there and hit four for four every single time, but that's not really going to happen because you're looking at the on-base percentage, and right now he's kind of high up there for our team. I mean, you ha- you got guys that have played a lot less games and a lot less at-bats. Like Josh Harrison, he's doing pretty good, 348 for on-base percentage, but he, ha- he does have about 45 or so less at-bats than, than uh, Starling Castro. So you're seeing those type of numbers, and if you can have those consistent numbers, I think Starling Castro is definitely high on my list for being that kind of glue guy for this first half of the season, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to give Starling Castro, a, if we're talking grades, a solid you know, B plus. I mean, yeah. as far as that guy who in a in a in a lineup that's um, you know a team that's under five hundred, a team that's in fourth place in the division, uh, he's been a steady, consistent bat in this lineup, and he's he, he's not going to deliver you the big hit, but he will get on base, like you said. I mean, it's a great point as far as like this is the guy that is his main job is going to be getting on base, and that's what he does. So. Starlin Castro, right off the bat, I mean, like I said, B, B plus, kind of somewhere in that range. Sounds like you're on the same page there. Right. Uh, Trey Turner, a guy who, you know, has 
continue to just wow us every single season. I mean, this guy just seems to be getting better and better and better. And then again, this year, you know, 318 average right now, 365 on base, 520 slugging, uh, 42 RBI, 17 bombs. And again, these stats, are, I'm, I'm on ESPN now too, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they're up to date now. Um, <clears throat> a war of 3.8. He's been, I'd say uh, on the batting side, he's been the MVP for this team uh, as far as uh, the most valuable offensive player right now because the the note on Juan Soto, the the knock on him, if you will, is the fact that he only has 11 bombs. Um, and, you know, this is a guy who is a power hitter. He's going to be in the home run derby, um, deserve it or not, uh, coming up uh, tomorrow as we record this. And uh, Trey Turner has six more bombs in him. And I know Soto gets walked more and that sort of thing, but still, uh, you you would kind of want Juan Soto, your power hitting left fielder, to be uh, in that twenty plus bomb range to this point at the break, um, and he's not. He's at a, he's on track to get hit a, around twenty two home runs, you know, something along those lines. So for Trey, I feel like Trey, you got to give him a solid A. I mean, he's done everything this team's need him to do. His OPS is great. His WAR is great. He's stolen nineteen bases on the year. What else can this guy do? I mean, yeah. this is this is what you need him for. Yeah, he is also that consistent, uh, you know, piece that's out there playing, you know, shortstop all the time. He's going out there. He's hitting top of the order uh, most of the time besides Schwarber and everything like that. And I, just touching on something that you said that some people might disagree with. I don't disagree with it, but some people might is, is saying he's the best offensive bat for this team, I guess, for the first half of the season. People are going to look at Kyle Schwarber as being that guy, but he's not because he had – what, about a month and a half where he had, right. like, two bombs until he went on this ginormous streak of two and a half weeks where he had basically 16 bombs in 18 games. So, you know, some people are going to say that, and those are the simpletons out there. So I'm going to call them simpletons because those are the right, guys right, that right. look at home oh, runs and no. are like, oh, this guy's really good. He has a lot of people. He has a lot of home runs. Like, no, you got to look at the stats further, and that's what you look at Trey Turner. Trey Turner has, again, just like I mentioned, the second-best OBP behind Juan Soto on this team. But hitting 318, that's literally like Chipper Jones-esque. Chipper Jones basically had a uh, career average of what it was like 322 or something like that, and that's something that you never see uh, in a in a player nowadays going out there and hitting 300s consistently. And that's what Trey has basically come out here, and now all of a sudden that's what he's doing nowadays. Is that last year? I don't know exactly what his average was last year, but this year and last year he's turning into an all around bat that can get on, has the most total bases by let's see by 29. And Kyle yeah. Schwarber is, you know, when Kyle Schwarber hits a home run, that's four bases for total bases. Trey has 29 more total bases than Kyle Schwarber. And that's just ridiculous because when you look at the numbers, he's up there and everyone knows that he's a speed guy. When he gets on base, he's going to try to steal and different things of that nature. So they got a lot of different factors going into Trey Turner. But right now, I agree with you that he has been the best offensive person this uh, first half. And I mean, and the note on Kyle Schwarber, and you made a great point, is the fact that yeah, I mean, he he does he has improved his stats tremendous. I mean, hey, this team wouldn't even be in the in the talks of possibly trying to take this division without Kyle Schwarber's production. Yep. I yep. mean, the twenty five bombs he's hit, the fifty three RBI, those were clutch. We really need those because he carried this offense when nobody else was. Um, so Kyle Schwarber. All the credit to him for finding a way to turn around his season, uh, and he has been a very impressive bat in the lineup. Now, keep in mind this, too. He's also struck out 88 times, so it's right. also a guy who uh, is a little bit feast or famine um, at the plate. He leads the team in strikeouts, but guess who's number two in strikeouts? Straight Turner. So it's like, you know, they're all around the same area, but Trey has been great. Kyle Schwarber has been great. And then, you know, Juan Soto, 
it's not as if Juan Soto has been bad. It's just that I think our expectations of Juan Soto are always so high because he's this, you know, once in a lifetime guy. Um, he had and he, he had that big coming out party in 2019, the World Series on a national stage, and he just he just absolutely went bonkers, um, hitting bombs and things like that off of Garrett Cole, and and then last year, you know, his he kind of dealt with the injuries and things like that. So you know, Juan Soto is one of those guys that we we just expect so much from him. So and he's been fine. I mean, again, that 283 average, you'd like that to be closer to 300 if possible. The on base right now about 407, slugging 445, his war 2.4. Um, so I believe he's second in the team in value. So, so yeah, I mean, he's having a solid season. Is he having the same season Ronald Acuna Jr. was having before he got hurt? No. Um, but does that mean Juan Soto is a bad baseball player? No, of course not. I think th- the funny thing is, is when, when you look at this team, Mike, and you look at some of the batting averages at the guys that are the, the, the quote, everyday starters, I mean, this team doesn't look that bad. I mean, yeah. Trey Turner's playing well this season. Juan Soto's playing well. You have Kyle Schwarber coming in. You've got uh, Starlin Castro coming in. It's it. This team should be better than forty-two and forty-seven. And that's the funny thing too is that when you mentioned Ronald Acuna Jr., you know when people go against the Braves. Now I don't know exactly why the Braves are this terrible. Now I say terrible, but I say terrible because of what their offensive roster looks like. I mean, you got yeah. Marcelo Zuna, you got Freddie Freeman, you got Ozzy Albies, you got Ronald Acuna Jr. You got all these guys across the board that can all hit close to two seventy five or higher. You know they have no excuse. So when you look at the Braves compared to us, yeah, okay, we picked up Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber, but they're not like consistently good average guys like the whole entire Braves' first seven people in their their lineup are. Right, right. So I just think when you look at Ronald Acuna Jr., yeah, everyone compares uh, Acuna and Soto all the time, but Soto doesn't have the protection like a Freddie Freeman with Ronald Acuna Jr. and, and a Marcelo Zuna and Ozzy Albies and like all these guys I mentioned. They don't have the protection like those guys do. Now I don't know about their whole entire injury situation uh, throughout the year, so. Maybe there's some guys that got key injuries and stuff like that because I don't follow Braves baseball like I do the Nats. But when you look at it, Soto, he's been, uh, you know, grade-wise, a B-minus, I think. I think he's been a solid outfielder, but he hasn't been the Juan Soto top three MVP candidate in the NL that he has been over the last couple years, uh, despite, obviously, last year's COVID season. But in 2019, Juan Soto was a top five player in all of the world. So he's not playing up to that potential. But I, I think... You know, when it comes around, uh, we talked about it in our group message that maybe the home run derby maybe fixes him. It could make we'll him see. worse, but we'll you see. Know, at the same we'll run, time, it's, we'll it's run def- through it's different. A, a couple of these quick, just because uh, we don't want to spend too much time on it. But right. I'll just get rapid grades here. Josh Harrison, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give Josh Harrison a solid B. Right. Yeah. I think he's been solid for this team. What, what's your grade for him? I give him a B, too. I think he's an all-around player. I liked it when they picked him up before. I mean, he's hitting 271, so you can't, you know, fight a guy that's, you know, people would always say, oh, he's just, a, you know, a journeyman or something like that. Okay. But when you look at Josh Harrison, he's a utility guy that can play any position on the field for, uh, for the most part, and he's hitting 271. I'll take that all day. Victor Robles. What's your grade? Uh, Victor, uh, I don't know, the 209. We talked about it uh, prior to the season starting. 209, I'll definitely give him a C-minus tops because his defense is always so good. That's that's what saves him. Uh, But 209 is terrible. Yeah, I'm going to in that C-minus, D-plus range. Josh Bell. What's your grade? Ooh, uh, he's he's risen a little bit. He he he's on the bottom half of the curve uh, in the grade system, but I'll give him a C because he's actually uh, picked it up slightly as of late. I'll move over to the pitcher side of things. Patrick Corbin. 
I'm curious what your grade is for, for Corby because he's kind of had an up-and-down season, but right now still in that negative war range at negative .9 uh, and 5.40 ERA. I can't find neg- Negative number is terrible. That's yeah, why, that means that's what, he's bringing less value than an average replacement player level player is, he, is what that means there. He's bringing in rough. less than Eric Fetty. I know we, we gave props to Eric Fetty for about a week or so, but at the same time, that's the, that's not a good sign. But 5-4-0 for a guy that hits to contact and, and pitches sinkers and sliders and right. lets his defense help, our defensive team is not that bad. So right. when you look at that, yeah, that means he's leaving all the sliders and sinkers up in the zone and people are just shellacking him every, every outing. Yeah, I feel like he's got to have a – a D, uh, something along those lines. And same with, I mean, John Lester. John Lester brought in this team to be an innings eater and things like that. I mean, John Lester has a negative war as well. Negative 1.4 wins above replacement. A 5.54 ERA. He got roughed up the other day. Uh, He's only pitched 63 innings, so a little bit less than some of the other guys. But, I mean, Eric Fetty's right there with about the same amount of innings, and Eric Fetty's ERA is 4.59. So, you know, and if you had ever told me that Eric Fetty was going to have a better ERA than John Lester at the halfway mark, I would be a little shocked there. (laughs) So uh, I think Lester's another kind of D-type category guy because, hey, he was brought in to be your fourth or fifth starter, and he's not giving this team quality starts. Yeah, and I just ripped uh, Patrick Corbin for all all the ERA and, and, and all the runs that he's let up. But he's only let up. If you look at the hit stats, I mean, he's only let up a little bit less than than Lester, and he's pitched 30 more innings. 18 more hits for, for, for Corbin, but he's pitched 30 more innings. That's a lot yeah. of innings. So yeah. when you're looking at it, and you know Corbin pitches a contact. I know Lester does as well, but when it comes down to it, he was supposed to come in and be that fourth starter, that glue guy, like you said, an, e- an innings eater, and uh, it hasn't happened. One half in the books, one half to go for this Nats team. Still plenty of baseball to be played, but now, again, here at the All-Star break, you're really wondering, is this team even in contention whatsoever or not? Um, So we'll keep an eye on it, especially after this tough West Coast swing. Uh, Just a quick note on the Home Run Derby lineup, in case you guys did not see this. Um, Juan Soto is in in the Home Run Derby. He has the eighth seed. He's going to be facing the number one seed, Otani. Also on his uh, side of the bracket is Salvador Perez um, from the Royals. Uh, He'll be the number four seed. And then Pete Alonso with the five. On the other side of the bracket is Joey Gallo at the two versus Trevor Story at the seven. Matt Olson, three. Trey Mancini, six. Two locals, two locals. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, right off the bat, uh, my pick, if I were to make a home run derby pick, I think I got to go Joey Gallo here. Um, the guy has just insane pop. Um, I mean, especially doing the, the fact that this is a course field is awesome because <laughs> 35 home runs. It's going to be it's going to be a show. <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. Uh, but my pick is going to be Joey Gallo. Who are you taking here? Are you going to go with the number one seed or are you going to go somewhere else? I don't think I'm going to go with Otani. Everyone keeps talking about his, uh, his his conditioning because he pitches as well and all that kind of stuff. These guys don't need conditioning. They got timeouts and all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah, they'll, right. they, yeah, they'll get they'll, they'll be tired because everyone's going to be hitting bombs because it's, you know, up in the mountains, basically. But I'm going to go uh, on the other side. I think I'm going to go with the Mets star, Pete Alonzo. I yeah, think Pete Alonzo. It's a solid pick. You know, I, I just think that, you know, coming off the bat, that guy, all he needs Polar to do bear. is basically. Yeah, all he needs to do it. Oh, is that really right? Yeah, I didn't know nickname, that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, this shows how much I know about the Mets and um, <laughs> <laughs> their nicknames. But when you look at it, I think Pete Alonso. I mean, he barely swings and it comes off his bat oh, so yeah. well. So, so it's, much it's raw crazy. power. But I'm going to be rooting for Mancini and Soto. Yeah, Mancini definitely always a great story, especially him and coming back from cancer and that sort of thing. And then obviously Juan Soto. I mean, I would love if Juan Soto upsets Shohei Otani in the first round, which could easily happen. That's the thing with these derbies, man. It's not an exact science. Guys get hot. Let's say Soto just finally gets 
the swing going the right way? You never know. You never know. Hopefully. Um, so keep an eye on that. That'll be Monday evening with the All-Star game being on Tuesday. By the way, I hear that Cade Cavalli impressed a lot of people today in the Futures game um, that was today. The guy was throwing 100, uh, dropping change-ups too. I mean, this guy... I'm going to be checking out the highlights (laughs) tonight because this guy is the future of this team. One of the most exciting young pitchers we've had since Steven Strasburg was coming up through his system. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. I'm dying here. We're moving on to the food review. You'd stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It's just bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. (laughs) We're going to hit up a little snack review here. We haven't done one of these snack reviews in a while. Um, So I have picked up a couple snacks here from the grocery store and uh, from our local giant grocery store here. Uh, and we're going to review them. We're going to give our, our thoughts, our feedback on it, our ratings and such. There's two snacks to be reviewed on the Which show Which one are today. you going to read? Which one are you going to read? Are you going to read that, that one, the blue one? Okay. Yeah, we'll start with the blue one. Okay. And the blue one is the pretzel pieces, and I'm showing it on the camera. Another incentive for you to watch the YouTube channel is the mac and cheese uh, inspired pretzel pieces here. This is from Giant and uh, Uh-oh, I got the dog on me now. Inspired pretzel pieces cheesy, crunchy, irresistible and uh, these are macaroni and cheese inspired and they were about $4 I'd say, I think uh, at the store. So we'll just, just keep that in mind and we're going to try them out here. I've just opened the bag I'm going to take a little whiff, a little smell test Alright, we got the uh our um, rating system. Let me go back and look at it. We haven't done a snack right. review in a, in a hot second. Um, let's see here. Notes. Hold on one second. It's on here. It's all right. You, you take a look at that. Um, I'll say right off the bat, as I'm sniffing the bag, it has a little bit of kind of cheese it or goldfish quality to it. I'd say, actually, what's the, what's the, like, it's not Ritz. It's the one with the, Cheese, it, but it's like that. It's like a cheese and cracker type thing. I think I know uh, what you're talking about. It has it has that quality to it right off the bat, as far as sniffing the bag here. But who knows what my sinuses are doing? Because I don't even you know. know. I can't. I can't find it. I don't know why. Uh, our our system is we do by uh, appearance. Right. We also do it by taste uh, and overall. I think so. We do the we do five, five, and ten. Right. Yeah. I think it's and a price total point. Score, total price score, point too. Oh, price right? point too. Yeah. yeah. So okay, appearance. So Taste, all. price. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 okay. Pouring all the whole bag out on my desk here. Yeah, appearance, taste, price value, um, and overall, I believe. And, and it's all out of, t- uh, is it out of 10 for each of those? Eh, screw it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, we'll just say, we'll, we'll just call it that. All right, so I'm reaching in the bag here, Mike. So we're talking pretzel pieces here, hmm. and they're macaroni and cheese inspired. So we'll take turns. That way, we're we're not both chewing at the same time. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll take my bite first here. So appearance, I'll go with my appearance while he chews. The appearance is it's just like something that you find. It looks like something you find at like a broken down bar. Like now, obviously with COVID and and different things of the, of the last ten years, 
You know, you don't really see. I've never been to a bar where they sit there and have like peanuts and and, and crap in a bowl or whatever. Uh, so, but it looks like something from like an a, a old movie where they go in, they have like a handful of cashews or something. So it's not that appealing. So my appearance uh, out of ten, I'll give it a two and a half. Out of ten, <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, out of out of ten. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a bite now. I'll yeah, you go ahead and take a bite. So my appearance grade was actually seven point two. Uh, I'll show the folks in the camera um, as I as I try to not chew. So you have the pretzel, and then you have this entirely coated along the outside with this cracker cheese type functionality. So you don't even actually see the pretzel part much at all, at least in this piece that I have here, um, which I, I know the camera might have a hard time adjusting uh, to it. But I kind of like that. So my, my grading on the appearance was actually 7.2. Because I think anytime you can see that um, cracker cheese type element, you know, okay, we're going to be in, in good shape here. Okay. Um, taste wise, so taste wise, I'll go first on the taste. So it definitely, so there's a couple of things to consider here because it is mac and cheese inspired. And when it comes to mac and cheese inspired, all that really means is cheese because, like, you're not going to taste like a noodle texture or flavor, that sort of thing. It's going to be just cheese is what you're tasting. So you're really more in the realm of the Ritz and the um, and, the, and and any sort of cheesy cracker type place. Um, and, but this is not bad. I will say it tasted better than I thought it was going to taste. Um, you get that layer, that crunch. You get the... I don't really... I barely tasted pretzel on mine. I don't, oh, I don't no. I yeah. think it kind of depends on the ones you have. But, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, taste-wise... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven one. I'm gonna go seven one okay, on the taste. Okay. It was really good. It was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I definitely think it's better than I thought. It, uh, it obviously looked terrible to me um, because, like I said, it looked like like a snack you see at a at a bar out in the saloon somewhere. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it doesn't look great, but it tastes pretty darn good. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're having beers with your buddies or something like that, and you just throw these in a bowl. I mean, yeah, they're kind of. You know, they probably get on your hand a little bit. You might need to, you know, you know, go wash your hands after or something like that. But at the same time, I think they taste pretty darn good. I'm gonna give them an eight O. Eight O. Straight up eight O. Yeah, they taste better than I thought. Like I said, I mean, they have the little bit of cheese dusting on it too. I think, like dusting. you said, that's what gets on your fingers. Yeah. Uh, price and value. So, like I said, I believe these were four dollars a bag. Um, pretty hefty. Got, it's a it's a heavy bag. I mean, I don't it's know not, how it's, many. It's not, it's not full. It's like maybe. Half to maybe yeah. three quarters up, but, but it's heavy. It, it, exactly, they got some. They got some, you know, weight to them. So ten servings per container. It says here, so about ten ounces of of these things in here, I guess. And, uh, so ten servings for yourself. Yeah. So uh, a serving is 150 calories. Um, so you, if you finish, if you knock off this whole bag, it's like a thousand calories or something. No. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you don't do that. So uh, price for value. I feel like I got to give it a pretty good rating here because it is a hefty bag. I think you can get some mileage on this thing. Um, I'll probably go eight zero on 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 price value. I think uh, four bucks. It's under five. Uh, it's it, this is something that I think could last you multiple days. Even guys like Mike and I who just pound chips and things like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna go solid eight. I think I'm gonna go with a nine, mainly for the sole yeah. fact that it's it's lower than five bucks. So if you're going and like I said. If you're watching a game or you're watching like some big Olympic hockey match or, or hockey game or, or a, a basketball game or something, 
you know, something that happens for the Olympics, stuff like that. I think you could easily go and just go get like two or three of these under 15 bucks, throw them all in a bowl, and everyone just goes and you know gets a scoop or something like that or whatever it may be. And it's kind of like a little side thing to like a burger or something like that. Not too bad. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I think this is something that I'd, I'd put this out at a party and people would ask, what are these? Like people would be excited for them for sure. Um, so I'm going to go overall score here. Uh, taking into consideration what I rated on the other ones. So I did 7.2 for appearance, 7.1 for taste, 8.0 for price value. So overall, I think I'm going to go a 7.8. I think that's right around the middle of the pack of where I was before. Um, so I think this is, this is it surprised me. I thought it was going to be kind of lame because it's giant brand. And you don't really think of the generic brands being something that is going to actually taste that good. Um, but you know what? It did it did pretty well. So I think it's it's going to be a 7.8, which is a 30.1 overall for me out of 50. So my biggest one was the appearance. But at the same time, I think that overall, you know, it's not one of the premier things that you're going to want to go get for a group of people. But, you know, for something that's like a quick thing that's, you know, not going to be an all-day thing. Or maybe it is an all-day thing. Maybe it's a party and you just have, you know, 10 bowls of just crap everywhere. I think overall... Uh, for me, it's going to be a 7.4, so it's not that far off you. Uh, it's about eh, 3 overall. Uh, the total for me is off you. Uh, 27.1 out of 50, so it's a little bit over Yeah, a we're right around the same spot. So we're right in that, like, yeah, you had 27 to 30 range out of 50. So, yeah, I think that's a it's a better snack than I thought. But, you know, what I'm really excited for is the oh, yeah. buffalo wing and blue cheese favorite pretzel. Oh, yeah. Um, which is the other bag. First, I'm going to take a whiff of the bag. Got the bag on the screen if you guys are watching on YouTube. Interesting smell. Give a whiff of that and tell me what you I think. I took a whiff of the macaroni one earlier, and it did not. It was not that enjoyable. I, I smell oh. a little bit of the blue cheese in there, Ooh. which is kind of surprising. That's uh, burning my nostrils a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I smell more blue cheese than buffalo wing. I smell more blue cheese than buffalo wing, too. Man, we are just two peas in a pod, man. I'm going to pour it. Oh, oh, okay. These look they wow. look the exact same, but they have a lot more big chunks in there. Wow. Mike, I just took a bite. Oh, he's going for it. You you need to take a bite of these. Okay. Let me do my appearance real quick while you while you finish, too. Maybe you can have a couple more handfuls. So they look wow. the exact same because of their exact same brand, uh, the pretzel pieces. But this one, now it could be just luck of the draw. I poured a little bit out, probably about the same amount that I did the macaroni and cheese ones. Uh, but these ones have a lot more bigger pretzel chunks in there. So, okay, yo, whoa, watch it, man. You're trying to get over your sickness. Um, oh, man. But the appearance, I will give a 3.5. You it's, just hate the appearance of these. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like how they look. But, uh, okay, you go ahead with your appearance. I'm going to take a bite because you're Take you're a really, bite, and I just want to really see your reaction. Now, they're not going to be as good as the, the fudge-covered Oreos that we did uh, a couple no, years no, no, ago. No, no, but take, take a bite. I want to see your reaction on this. <clears throat> It hits you a little bit. Get a big, get a big, get a big bite. Have a more. Oh yeah, definitely. Throw a couple more back there. Uh, my appearance score. I'm just gonna go six six zero. Oh. Um, actually, I'm gonna go seven zero oh because if I gave the other one seven two, these are about the same appearance wise. Um, the flavor on this is pretty in- pretty interesting. Oh, I thought I you were gonna say insane. <laughs> not, not insane, but I mean, this has more. Spiciness to it. Oh yeah. Than I thought it would. Like the, it has the, a the kick. coating is there. The coating is the there. The coating has a kick. Um, My God. And there is 
I mean, it was a little spicier than I expected, and I love spicy things. Like I can easily handle it, but like I, even I was a, a little bit like, "Whoa, I, I got to make sure I have enough water here." Um, <laughs> and there is a little bit of blue cheese there taste is. in there. Yeah. I can taste oh, it now. Just poured it all over my desk. That's all right. Sorry, uh, just, I'm a, I might as well just eat them. I mean, taste right off the bat. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Do eight it. seven. There I'm it is. Going eight seven for taste. This is. This is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, my, oh, and it's man. even ten less calories. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Than the other one. Um. Yeah. For my taste. Wow. I'm gonna go. I know the other ones. I gave it eight, and I like spice. I like. I like yeah, heat. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Like I go to you know Buffalo Wing Factory or something like that, and I get a you know I get hot wings or I something. Have another one of these. <laughs> This is so interesting. It's curing curing your strep, man. Uh, For taste, I'm going to go a 9.0 because I think these are just really solid because I like the heat. And this feels like, you know, we're kind of, I guess we're we're losers in this point, but I don't know. I think you do the same thing as I do. Not trying to get your hands dirty. If you're eating this bag by yourself, just grab the bag and just just go like this and like just dump, you know, a few in your mouth. And then if you do that with this bag, I mean, you're going to be in trouble. Like it's going (laughs) to because, I mean, it has a kick to it. (laughs) I did not think that Giant Brand would bring the heat like they did Ooh. here. I mean, look, it's not going to like overwhelm you to the point where you're going to be like crying, but it's right. it's got it's got heat. It's got a good kick. Um, you need some so, water, but you don't need a ton of water. Let's put it right. that way. But it brings that buffalo flavor. It uh, brings the blue cheese aspect to it. Wow. Man, so for price and value and things like that, I mean, if we gave the other ones 9.0 and 8.0 for me, I mean, I feel like I got to up my price value up to a nine zero because I think I mean I I would I love they're better. this bag. Yeah, they're yeah, better. and this is a better. So where where I'm are going? You same be? thing, same thing. Nine zero, nine zero. All right, perfect. Yep. Um, because I would go, I would buy like three of these and put them all on there. Yeah. And some people obviously don't like a lot of heat and stuff like that, but this thing, like like you said, it's a medium amount of heat where it's not like you go to you go and get like you know no sauce on buffalo wings and it's just chicken. You know, but at right. the same time, you look at it. This is more so in the middle of between a mild and a hot. I think yeah. you get a hot. Hot is like, all right, let me take a sip of my beer or whatever right. it is. You know, but these are in the in the middle between those two. So I don't think it's too much heat, but it's really good. The other one, the other the the mac and cheese one. It's like, all right, I've I've tasted this sort of thing before. Right. Like this is a good version of a cheesy pretzel, du- you know, cheese dust pretzel type of. Snack. Cheese, I've cheese had dust. that before. <laughs> the buffalo wing blue cheese. This is a this is a pretty interesting snack. I don't know if I've had something at this level before where they actually get the blue cheese flavor in there and it's not gross. Um, and the buffalo heat in there and a little bit of the buffalo flavor in there. So man, overall, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm gonna go nine and a half uh, uh, with my score. I mean, this is. This is a, a tremendous snack, man. This is one of the best things we've ever had on this show. I know. We've we've done, uh, you know, especially... Besides the fudge-covered Oreos. Those were the, probably the best. Those were easily the best. Because I think we had the fudge-covered uh, Nutter Butters, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've, we've had... Or maybe those... It was something like that. Um, but at the same time, the fudge-covered Oreos are probably the cream of the crop uh, type snack. But this is what we do for the snack reviews there, people. We go down the random aisles, and we go down the snack aisles, and all that kind of stuff, and we find something that's... You know, it's really plentiful in the aisle. Like it has its section, but but no one goes and gets it. 
So we're trying to ha- have you guys get you know you know caught up on the snack uh, you know reviews here, and this is pretty darn good from our local giant. Yeah, stores. this is. I mean, this is a giant brand snack. That's crazy. Yeah, I did not think that giant. I mean, when I got these, I had pretty low expectations. I'll be honest. I thought it was <laughs> something that we would be able to like make fun of, but. Hey, right. I don't think I can do it. So what was your overall score for them? 34 out of 50, which is pretty solid. So you gave solid. a 9.5 for the overall and then your total. So 34 out of 50, I did 34.2 out of 50. Would have been um, higher with the appearance. If they made it a little bit more appealing, yeah, then I would have been all I get in. that. I get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the best things that we've had on like, this like show. If they made it like a combo. If they made it like a like the shape of a combo mm, yeah. and just did something like that instead of having these little nub pieces or whatever. The problem with this bag is they're not uniform pieces. They're all over the place. There's some huge ones. There's some tiny ones. Um, so you could get shafted for sure if there is a bowl and the ones you're reaching for. Like the guy next to you gets all the good ones and you're getting the crap ones. Like like you could, you could get kind of screwed over with these. Yeah. But uh, make them a little more uniform size-wise where it's you're kind of getting the same thing in every bite. And you're going to love these things. These, you're, this is a very good snack. Giant. Shout out to Giant for bringing Shout it. Shout out Jeez. to Giant. Um, <laughs> we'll move from the snacks to the forecast real quick. Uh, as far as what's on the schedule this week for all the local teams, well, the only one playing, of course, is the Nats. And they're not even really playing this week. The All-Star break. Uh, the Nats resume play at home on Friday. They got the Padres coming to town. That's a good series to get tickets for, I would say, if you're a, a local Nats fan. Uh, because, yeah, you get to go see... The, giant, uh, the Padres come to town. You get to go see Fernando Tatis Jr. and all these guys. Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. So we'll be recapping that next week. Uh, let's hit up the final lap. A chance for us to touch on some big stories in sports. 90 seconds. Here we go. Team USA basketball loses to Nigeria. Mike, I don't think day. too far into it. I watched it last night. I mean, Nigeria had like 25 three-pointers. I mean, let's be honest here. It's hard to beat a team that, I mean, then again, USA only scored like 82 points, something like that. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, you'd like to see a little bit more, but hey, you know, it is what it is. That's why they play exhibitions. Conor McGregor lost last night, Mike. Were you you a Poirier guy or a McGregor guy? Uh, I like McGregor because of his antics, and he's also hilarious. But at the same time, he did go a little far in those press conferences, but that, that leg injury was ugly. Yeah, it was it was tough to see. Uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. as we mentioned, out for the season for the Braves. Tough to see an all around in baseball. I've had two of the exact same injury that he had. Now I, I tore three ligaments in both my knees, but at the same time, I think he was just an ACL. But that's just a tough loss for them because he's one of their best players, if not their best player. Djokovic, the Joker wins Wimbledon. Mike, I know you're a big tennis guy. You're watching every match on Wimbledon, right? Yeah, I watch every single set and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Federer. Federer is my favorite, but at the same time, Djokovic is just I mean, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, we it's crazy our generation has gotten to see some of these incredible tennis players. And he just, and he just beat through. Nadal in the in the in the, uh, the French final. I mean, yeah, I was getting to see Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic all in the same era is is crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like the people above before us. I got to see like Agassi and Sampras and all that stuff. Uh, and last but not least, Italy beats mm. England and wins the European Soccer Championship. England, I don't understand how they can miss three PKs, P, three PKs in a row. I mean, it's just embarrassing. It's just, it's embar- And I'm going to say this real quick: it's embarrassing that you go out there on the biggest stage of your life and you can't you you can't make a, a penalty kick. Now I understand that it's not as if, if everyone could do it, then everyone would be out there. I understand that, and I, I was going for Italy because I'm part Italian too. 
But at the same time, you look at it and, and I mean, come on, three PKs in a, a pretty much you know in the entire little set there. It's embarrassing because they were trying to make the goalie miss instead of just booting the hell out of it. Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, who I think is the best ever, goes out there, picks a spot, and kicks the hell out of that ball. Kicks it as hard as you can in that and, one spot. That's what you got to do. And, and that, that goalie, if he makes the right move, okay, he saves it. But, I mean, this guy was missing. He hit the post, and this guy, like, those little, 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 little tipper-tapper, you know, going to the – I'm like, come right. on, man. I'd rather I mean, the guy saves dumb. it than I miss the goal entirely. It's, it's, make it's make the guy make the make the save. So that's like tough. it's like the movie Big Green when the, when the kid when when the kid <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, you know, you boots it and he's like all like crying. It's like the blonde kid. So England <laughs> loses a chance to win a big game for the, I mean they haven't won like a tournament or a major thing in, since like ni- the sixties and this was their chance to win the European Soccer Championship and they missed out there. Uh, do we have a trivia question today, Mike? We do, sir. We do, sir. Uh, I did not prepare this as much as I would like to um but this one this car is the first one i pulled out because uh, usually i like to look over the questions and try to give you a chance but this is actually sure. a really interesting one so it's a redskins wft question uh from 1999 but it's not really <laughs> about a redskins player it's about a uh one of the best players heisman trophy winner okay okay so here we go what Heisman Trophy winner did the New Orleans Saints select after the Redskins traded them the fifth overall pick in the 99 NFL Draft? Read it again. What Heisman Trophy winner did the New Orleans Saints with Mike Ditka select after the Redskins traded them the fifth overall pick in the 99 NFL Draft? I will say, I will give you one clue before your question. Okay. The clue is they did make a documentary about this player. They made a documentary about a lot of guys. Uh, they did. <laughs> is uh, I guess my first question is, was it an ESPN 30 for 30? Yes. Okay. I, I guess I wish I had a second question, but that would probably make it too obvious. So I'm trying to think is... I might be off on this, though, because there's been a couple football documentaries, of course, right. in 30 for 30. There's a guy that immediately is in my mind, but I feel like he was later than 99. I think I know what you're talking about. I feel like he was later, and he got in trouble for some things. And I'm guessing that that's not who this is about. But I feel like I got to just go with it because it's the first one that came to my mind. I've trusted my gut in the past. Is it Ricky Williams? Ring him up. Ring him oh, up. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, I was worried. I, for some reason, I was thinking Ricky Williams. I was thinking of early 2000s, like like a little more like mid to early 2000s. I wasn't thinking 99. Right, right. Okay. Well, because okay. he, had, he had his situation where right. he played. He was like a Michael Jordan, like a smaller you know, version of it, where he played for like three or four seasons, and he retired for like two seasons, and he came That's back. That's what it was. So he yeah. came back. I was probably he, thinking about him coming back. I think yeah. he played for the Dolphins again the Dolphins, in like 2008 yeah. or something like right, that as right. well. No, that's, that's exactly why he was on my mind in that, in that case. Okay, Ricky Williams is the answer. I get one right. Oof. Good okay. pull, good pull. Okay, okay, all right. All is right in the world now. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, my God, I'm done. Um, those buffalo dying. wings were making me like, oof. Um, the buffalo wing uh, chips or pretzels, whatever Pretzel piece. <laughs> uh, all right, the money line. Uh, this is our chance to give our picks of the week. I will celebrate myself here. I did have a 2-0 week last week. 
I'm almost back Very on good. track. I'm two under 500. I'm 13 and 15. You're 15 and 13. This is my chance. If I go 2 and 0 and Mike goes 0 and 2 this week, we could be all tied up at 15 apiece. My lock will actually not be uh, focused on game three, which is tonight in the NBA Finals. I'll be focusing on game four. The mantra is that's been going out there is Suns in four. That's my prediction as well. The Suns win tonight. The Suns take game four on Wednesday. That is, the pick is game four, though. So even if the Suns lose, I still have a chance here. So Suns take game right. four on Wednesday. My upset when baseball returns later in the week, I'm going to take the Yankees over the Sox. The Yankees have been humiliated left and right. The bullpen has been terrible. They blew a giant lead to the Astros again uh, today. Altuve hits a three-run bomb in the ninth for the walk-off. I'm going to say the Yankees come back from the All-Star break. They're rested. Aaron Boone has his team ready to try to have a good second half. And I'm going to say they start things off by beating the Red Sox on national television when they come back. Yankees blowing the a, Sox. Blowing a big lead. That sounds really familiar. Um, yeah, so yeah, that sounds like up, something uh, that uh, Davey Martinez knows uh, a lot about. <laughs> Eight nothing. Uh, all right, so um, when you look at this, uh, obviously this week is kind of troublesome because they got the all-star break and then the NBA is only two games or whatever and the NHL is done. So we tough have week a, for picks. Tough weeks for picks, but we'll we'll get back on track once uh, the MLB comes back and everything like that. So it's kind of difficult to take MLB games because of the sole fact that once they come back, they don't have a lot of pitching matchups set and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Uh, so – I will have my upset. I'll start with my upset. Nats over Padres Friday. I believe possibly Max Scherzer will uh, be back uh, starting um, on Friday because that's their first game back. Uh, So when they come back on Friday, I believe that he will start, and hopefully they come out firing all cylinders. We'll see what happens there. I'm taking a a flyer on that one. Um, And they're they're also been hitting the Padres very well. uh, Yeah, yeah. That's the one San Francisco – or excuse me, it's the one California team that they've actually played well, I yeah, feel exactly. like, this season. Well, is, they've been scoring the runs left and right against them, which is nice. Yeah. So I'll take the Nats over the Padres. That is an upset pick. My lock, uh, I will take Bucks uh, uh, in four, or not in four, uh, uh, four, I can't even talk. I think I'm just I'm thinking of the pretzel pieces right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bucks. You're going to be eating those off that table there. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure I will. The Bucks take Game Four on Wednesday. I do think the Suns will take tonight's game, uh, or tomorrow is it tomorrow's game, right? Or is it tomorrow. Uh, so they play tonight, and tonight, then they tonight, play tonight. on Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. So I think the Suns take t- or tonight's game, so they'll be up 3-0. And I think Giannis and Chris Middleton combined for like 75 points in right, game right. four. Uh, but I, I do deserve credit. I did say Tampa Bay in five. Yeah. Uh, so just FYI. And I told them they were waxed the floor uh, with Montreal, and they did. Yeah, so what I'm a getting terrible credit for myself. Finals. Credit for myself. I mean, shout out to the Tampa Bay fans, but still, like, what a terrible finals. I mean, uh, they, just, the Montreal Canadiens yeah. were like the last team to get in, and they, they – they barely got into the Stanley Cup uh, final, and then they, they laid an egg. Yeah. I mean, throw any other team in there, and I think it would have been a, m- a much more fun final. So we'll see when hockey – now we have the long the long wait, the long winter, uh, the wait until we get hockey back. A long winter. NBA season's almost done, so we'll be waiting on that. But guess what? Football's right around the corner. So starting with possibly even next week's episode, we'll be getting into our positional by position breakdown, preview, all that good stuff. We're going to be talking football on the show. Mike, we're going to actually be able to play this sound. Washington football team. All right. I'm going to be able to actually play that. I haven't been able to play that sound in forever. 
it's going to be a good time. Uh, so stick with us uh, next week and the week after and all that good stuff. We'll be getting into the season preview because I believe kickoff is like 50 something days away or something like that. No something, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was trying to find a counter earlier and uh, who knows. Uh, regardless, it's coming up. It's coming up. And so we're thankful for that. As we mentioned, please rate, review, subscribe to the show if you're listening to the audio version. Um, and then also, if you're if you are ch- catching the video, go ahead and throw us a thumbs up and a sub- subscribe as well to the YouTube channel. And then also, please listen live uh, to The Contender all week long. The show will stream starting on Tuesday. Uh, you can catch us at noon Eastern time right after Bill Rowland on The Contender. And uh, look out next week for some more news about some possible sponsorships here going on, some possible uh, negotiations, and uh, we've got our agents involved. You know, Scott Boris is trying to work us a good deal here. Oh yeah, um, and uh, so we'll you'll, we'll have more on that, and and of course, shout out to Anchor, um, of course, for uh, being the first sponsor really of of this <laughs> show, uh, kind of forced sponsor, but still, you know, they, they they're still doing it. Um, they're still doing it. And, and any final thoughts here, Mike? Before I go, uh, you know, throw my head in the in in the steam bath and try to clear this up a little bit. I had final thoughts, but I forgot what they were. That's um, okay. Because <laughs> I got I was, a lot going on. I, I was thinking about it, uh, but obviously, I have a lot going on right now. Don't fly Spirit Airlines. Yeah, there you go. That's there's my the, that's my advice. There's your Mike's advice. That is Mike Saron. Follow him on Twitter at Saron sixteen. Follow the show at the DC crossover, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Episode sixty nine in the books. <laughs> <laughs>